Everything was Jamie and Brienne and nothing hurts. What's up, small counselors? This is Kurt Galala, and I am... Why do I introduce myself every fucking week? Like, you guys know me by now, right? Yeah, I think I'm not gonna introduce myself next week. But yeah, anyways, let's get started on my review for this week's episode, entitled The Bear and the Maiden Fair. I... I don't really know what to feel about this episode. I'm having really mixed feelings, because some scenes, I think they were useless. Not useless, just they gave them too much screen time and some scenes were just fucking brilliant and I'm going to talk about that in my review I said this the last episode but this episode we had a lot of romantic stuff which most of the time I'm not really a fan of but it really worked in this episode like John and Egret's I really liked John and Egret's scenes and Jamie and Brienne's and I don't fucking care if you guys don't think they are a couple or a romantic whatever or anything but I fucking ship them with the strength of a thousand Dornish sons so fuck you they are in love they just don't know it yet okay fuck you Jamie and Brian are everything oh yeah but the scenes okay I'm gonna talk about the stuff that I didn't like first like um okay Mr. Rob Stark and Jane what's her name uh Talissa I I really hope that Talissa isn't taking Catelyn Stark's screen time just so Rob and her would have their sex position going on. Yeah, because Callan is a fucking main character in the fucking books. And yeah, when the blackfish was like swearing and then he apologized because Talissa was there and she's like, I'm not like other girls. Meanwhile, Catelyn didn't give a shit about swearing and didn't expect anyone to fawn over her for it because she was busy trying to tell her fucking son to take the war seriously because this is no time for joking. And I just really hate it because no one ever listens to Cat. No one, even though none of this would have happened if they had, like, I'll tell you. She told Bran not to climb. She told Ned not to go to King's Landing. She told Stannis and Renly to stop fighting. And wait, wait. And she told Rob not to send Theon to Pike. Yes. And she fucking told Rob not to fucking marry Talissa. So yes, she literally tells everyone how to not be an idiot. But no one fucking listens. No one listens to Catelyn Stark. But yeah, anyways, the one thing that was, I guess, important in the Rob Stark Felicity scene was that she told him that she was pregnant, which I really liked because in the books, I I had a theory that Jane Westerling is actually pregnant, and this proves that I am right because George wrote this episode, so yeah. I really loved that I was right. I was fucking right. Yay. But other than that, that scene was just too fucking long. And I, yes, I know that we haven't seen Rob Stark's butt yet, and this season is like... Season 3 is basically like... The butt season. Literally, every one of them in the fucking cast have, sh have shown their butts this season. We just had to see Rob Starks. Because the butt in the north. Who screamed the butt in the north when it showed? Because I did. I didn't. I did. <laughs> uh, yeah, that scene was just too fucking long. Like, we didn't need to know that Rob Stark was into butt fucking. Okay? <laughs> but yeah, speaking of butt fucking. I mean butts. And sex and all that. Marjorie was having a little bit of sex talk with Sansa. And I really liked it. Especially when Marjorie was like, uh, Tyrion looks hot even with the scar. And is it just me or did she just come out as a bisexual? Is the show making her like, I don't know, bisexual lesbian something? Because I'm pretty sure when she told Sansa, like some girls like girls. 
she fucking checked out that woman that was like walking next to them. She did that. And she gave Sansa a rose. Just, yeah, a reminder that she gave Sansa a rose. And I just want to say something. Sansa has the worst gaydar ever. She is still swooning over fucking Loris. And like, girl, he's gay. You have the worst gaydar ever. I don't think she even has a fucking gaydar. Fuck. Ah, and torment. Torment didn't fucking talk about his fucking dick. To people who have read the books, you guys will know what I talk, what I'm talking about. If you don't, then this is just yeah, ignore this. But Torment didn't talk about his dick. I'm thinking that I don't think he's ever gonna talk about it, and it's just very sad because Torment is actually one of my favorite like secondary whatever characters in the books, and it's just very sad that he doesn't get as much screen time in the show because I really love him and his dick in a non-gay way. So, so you guys, if you have read the books, you'll understand. And I'm going to stop fucking talking about this and get to the review. <laughs> um, another thing I didn't like about this episode was Osha's White Walker encounter. This show likes to bust out a, a meaty mo- monologue every now and again, and most of them are actually very good and tells us something about a character or give us important exposition or whatever. But Osha's story about her former lover or whatever becoming a white walker and attacking her and well not a white walker a white a white walker is like them a white is what the white walker make you know what i mean yeah whatever but yeah like the whole white wa- the whole her boyfriend not boyfriend lover whatever uh attacking her was well written and acted but i don't think it was really necessary most viewers already understand the concept of the Wyatts and that they can only be killed by fire. And we already know why Osha fled from the north. It was an okay scene, but I found myself wondering what was the point. But things that I liked about that scene, though, was Hodor. The side-eye Hodor. Hands down, we got the best Hodor of the show, like, this week. Seriously. It was the best Hodor ever. And Mira. Mira? Correct me if I'm wrong, Mira never interacted with Bran on the show, ever, because because in the books, there's, like, this whole Bran crushing on Mira, but, like, in the show, there isn't. It's more of Bran crushing on Jojen, pretty much. Yeah, because some of the, like, the looks they give each other are very, like, yeah. Like, I used to think people that ship them are nuts, but... Yes, I think I'm on that ship. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, um, I think that's about it with scenes that I didn't really enjoy. I think, I don't know, if I do remember something, I'll just say I didn't like it. But yeah, anyways, let's talk about, let's go to Essos and talk about the mother of dragons, Daenerys. Okay, Daenerys. They are making, they are trying to make me a lover. And stop, HBO, I don't want to love Daenerys. Like, I'll tell you. Okay, she's badass. She has she has her fucking dragons now. They're big, not big, not too big, but yeah, they're big enough to like do some real shit. And she has her fucking army and yeah. But the reason I fucking hate Daenerys is this. Hear me out. Because in the books she did the same thing. Why is she fucking still lingering in fucking Essos? Why? That guy, that Yung Kai guy, Yung Kai Yi, whatever. He told her that I'm gonna give you ships so you can go back to Westeros, and she's like, "Fuck you, no! 
I'm gonna fucking conquer your fucking town or city or whatever. Like, why can't you just let those people be? Let them fucking enslave people or I don't know. Whatever the fuck they're doing. And go to your fucking country, woman. This is why I hate her. Go to Westeros. It's season three, Daenerys. Like, seriously. This is why I hate you. Ugh. But yeah, that scene was gorgeously shot. The dragons, the whole dragons thing. stuff. It was gorgeously shot. But yeah, speaking of gorgeously shot scenes, the Melisandre and Gendry scene. Like, that top-down shot was an interesting camera angle. Getting to see the aftermath of the wildfire explosion was pretty... Pretty fucking cool, I should say. And we got a bit more Melisandre backstory much earlier than we did in the books, uh, which is awesome. And I can't wait to see the whole Gendry being Edric Storm thing. Yeah, I just don't really want him to die. I really hope so. I really hope he doesn't die. Another scene that I liked was the Tywin counseling Joffrey scene. <laughs> Finally, we get a Tywin and Joffrey face-off. When Tywin lays the smackdown on Joffrey, and like when he says, um, we could arrange to have you carried up, that line had me rolling. <laughs> it should be fun to see how this rivalry develops. And before I get to my favorite part of this episode and talk about it, Jamie uh, I'm going to talk about the last thing that I liked in this episode, which is um, John and Egret's, particularly the part where... Egret says, and if we die, we die, but first we live. Because that was one of my favorite quotes from the book, and I'm glad that George was able to work it into the show. And I just really like John and Egrets. I like this, this episode where they showed us more them. But yeah, let's get to my favorite part of this episode, which is Jamie and Brienne. And, and, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, I just have a lot of feelings right now. And, yeah. That scene where Brienne calls Jamie by Sir Jamie instead of Kingslayer was just, yeah, I don't know. I'm just being, yes, this is fangirl me talking, but yes, I just really ship them. And the Jamie Lannister redemption tour continues with the whole bear scene. Fuck, that bear was pretty scary. I didn't even know they were going to get a fucking, like a real fucking bear. Wow. My... Like, that scene was awesome. I, like, I don't even know. Like, yeah. But my, I won't say my only problem, because in the books, Jamie goes back to Brienne because he dreamed of her. And then there's this one line that I really liked in the book that Jamie told, uh, told Brienne when she asked him, why did you come back for me? And he told her, I dreamed of you. And I wanted that in the show, but we didn't get it. Because I guess a dream sequence wouldn't have worked in the show, just good as it worked in the books. So yeah, I understand that. But yeah, I really hope like next week, Brian ask him why did he come back, and we we'd have like a good response or whatever, as good as I dreamed of you. I'm sorry. I just yeah, I want my shipping fields to like rest. And also, if, even though if we didn't get some of the lines from the great, some of the great lines from the books, we got an awesome line, which was. When he told Locke, sorry about this advice, <laughs> that was very awesome. Like, I wish that was actually in the books. And, like, Jamie Lannister going out of Hall with the Reign of Castamere instrumental playing on, playing in the background. That was very, like, that was, like, his G moment. Yeah, yeah. And if there are still people who hate Jamie Lannister, throw 
I I just feel like the writers are having to spin their wheels on some storylines while they wait for important stuff to unfold somewhere else. Like, I know it's tough juggling that many storylines, and I can't fault the writers too much, but I really hope the last three episodes are a return to, like, a breakneck pace of the middle of the season. Like, this was a good episode, but not great. But the problem is, I'm okay with good episodes, but the problem is George R.R. R. Martin wrote this episode, so I really had high expectations, but I guess my expectations haven't been met, sadly. But, yeah, hopefully next week is a return to, like, to the awesomeness that was earlier this season. And, yeah, I shall fuck off now. <laughs> See you guys next week. <laughs>